This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 25th, 2019. Strong hand, be a unique beast, value your wealth in Bitcoin, unconfiscatable. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Offended by selling, personal responsibility is a new counterculture your home of Bitcoin insider information. This is the freezer at the place that I'm staying at. Someone wanted to see it again. Moving on. It's been an exciting day, hasn't it? For you fiat freaks. Check out the links below. Everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. You should have been following me on Twitter today. I've been tweeting out some stuff. T-E-C-H-B-E-L-T. If you have questions, type in Bitcoin Meister in the chat. And I hopefully will see them and I will answer them. You can do the super chat. I'll definitely see those ones. Um, okay, so what is the first thing I want to talk about here? I mean, I'm calm. You know, fiat price, sure. It's over a number where it's only been there like 1% of its entire history. And that's why I said that we're in 1% territory. And you should be thinking like a one percenter at this point because if you've been watching this show long enough, you've been holding on and buying Bitcoin and when it is much cheaper, you're well on your way to becoming a one percenter. You're not envious of them. You did exactly what they do. They buy and they hold and they have strong hands on all their assets. Hope you weren't trading it away, getting taxed away, losing your Bitcoin, valuing it in fiat. No, no, no. You're well on your way of becoming a one percenter on this day that Bitcoin is at a fiat price that it's only been at about one percent of the time. We'll get to that in a second. Bitcoin dominance, you know, for all you altcoin freaks out there, it's over 60% again. Hmm. Very interesting. It's the highest since uh, about 2017, I believe. Have people started to learn that maybe? Bitcoin is not all about trading. I mean, is there maybe what we're seeing here is that there's a significant amount of the crypto population that's starting to wake up and they're like, you know, maybe the way to get wealthy is just holding on to this asset that hardly anyone has and that there's not going to be that much of and just waiting and not doing anything impulsive with it. That holding that a strong hand is in fact cool. And sure, there, there used to be people talking about their Lambos and their, their trading, but where, where are those people? Have their Lambos been repossessed? Who knows? The people who spoke about the strong hand holding, they're still here. They're not bragging. They're just showing you the inside of their refrigerators at the places that they're staying at. Freezers, excuse me. So, what else do I have written down here that I wanted to share? And for those of you still in altcoins, uh, that think that's cool, and you can, hey man, it's personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Most of you people, or you've, you've got the Thai Zen line of uh, thinking. You're like, well, always after a Bitcoin pump, the altcoins always pump. They always pump. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the altcoins pump again, but I know at this point, there are a lot of people that are praying to God Almighty that they do pump again because 
what we just saw with Bitcoin is a reminder to all the level-headed people out there that this thing is the real one. I mean, this is the real deal, Holyfield. We had people saying it was the end of the world back in December. Can you even remember December now? Can you remember 3,100? It's four times that freaking price right now. And you didn't have to wait very long. I mean, December, what was that, six months ago? That's not a long time. I mean, can, can you wait six months? Imagine what's going to be in six months from now. That's not a hard thing to ask. That's not a big ask, okay? But for some people, it was apparently very difficult. They had to diversify for the sake of diversification. So the people who did that, the people who didn't want to leave crypto, but they diversified for the sake of diversifying, they are praying right now. They are praying that history repeats itself with their coin specifically. I mean, yeah, some altcoins will pump again, but is it going to be yours? There's like, how many of them are there? 2,000? Top tier ones, yeah, there's some of them listed on this shirt. Just because they're listed on this shirt doesn't mean I uh, endorse them in any way. I just think the shirt is cool, and Cryptography sent me the shirt for free. Every shirt you see me wear on this video was sent for me, sent to me for free. I appreciate it, guys. I, I don't buy my clothes anymore. Why? Why buy the clothes when they get sent to me for free? You know, you you give out some value, you get back some value. Now, I I will. I bought a I bought a suit last year. You know, I had no one sent me a Bitcoin suit yet, but I'd wear that too. Yeah, maybe not in the high holy days though. Be a little too far. Pound that like button. All right. So, and uh, you know, and, and speaking about the altcoins, you know, the, hoping that they pump again. Us holders, us Bitcoin holders, we don't care. I mean, so if they do, they do. They don't, they don't. Whatever. I mean, some of us might have some, uh, you know, crypto dividends. We haven't, uh, we haven't cashed in yet for the Bitcoin. Haven't Bitcoined in yet. Excuse me. I don't want to say cashed in, because again, value your wealth in Bitcoin. Value your wealth. If you happen to have some crypto derivative, crypto dividends left, uh, and some of us will have new ones. Uh, uh, we'll get the MWC. Because again, if you control your your Bitcoin private key, you get crypto dividends. You get interest. You get these altcoins airdropped and and forked to you. Um, but if you have some of those laying around still, I'm sure you wouldn't mind if those ones pumped again so you can get Bitcoin. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Whatever. You didn't buy them. Don't buy something that you can get for free. Remember that. All right. So to be specific, the last uh, time that Bitcoin uh, hit the price that it hit uh, a few minutes before I, I went on air was January 21st, 2018. That's 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 where we are again, people. Just like that. Can you, can you just... I can, I, I, of course, I remember, I can remember back then. I can remember December and I can just remember all the naysayers. You say, oh, this is a flash in the pan type of thing. And I've been through it before. I saw it that I saw in 2013 when it, when the Mt. Gox pump happened, it went up to 1100. Everybody said it wouldn't come there, wouldn't return there. One day closer to an all-time high. And again, I linked to Hasma Cook's classic graph before that shows that in the history of Bitcoin, in the entire history of Bitcoin, there have been only 42 days that it was uh, been more than worth more than $12,500, and I guess today was the uh, 43rd day. And you know, what? What? It's going to be funny soon. Soon enough, you know, we're speaking about there's only been 42 days that it's only been over that price. Soon enough, there'll be 84 days. It'll double that. That's what happens. That's what. But you just have to be patient. You just have to wait. Let me see if there's any questions over there before we, uh, no, no, no questions. A lot of people over there. Oh, no. Bitcoin, my, uh, Joe Black, who clearly doesn't watch every one of my shows because he, will you be participating in Jordan Peterson's social media platform? You weren't watching Saturday's show, were you? 
No, you weren't because I, I spoke about it on Saturday's show. Watch Saturday's show. That's my answer. All right, moving on. Uh, I mean, that's what the that's what's what the show is for. It's for beyond Bitcoin type of talk type of talk. So um, again, disruptmeister.com. You can see all my old shows and techwealth.com. See all of this week in Bitcoin old shows. This week in Bitcoin uh, this Friday looks like uh, BTC Benny. It'll be 10 a.m. Uh, and Gigi, if you guys know who he is, uh, 10 uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Los Angeles time and 1 p.m. East Coast time, and it'll be my last uh, show on the West Coast uh, for quite some time. Next next Friday, I'll be back in Baltimore, and then I'll be in Israel. The Tel Aviv is, which is in Israel, of course, the, the week after that. So we'll be getting some European and Israeli guests back on in two weeks. You want the West Coast guests will disappear for some time because of the time difference in Israel. Uh, all right. So I was thinking about how Coinbase, Coinbase makes uh, cryptocurrency very easy for the 80% minded people out there. Um, kind of like how credit cards make the welfare dollar very easy for uh, 80%ers. Yeah, you know, people like to say that the, the dollar hasn't changed at all. Well, the dollar has lost a lot of value since 1912 or whatever. That is true, but you know, the dollar, there have been plenty of dollar innovations that have made people very much willing to forget that you lose so much value with it. I mean, you could buy everything with a credit card now. It's so easy. It, and again, I, I'm not saying to go into debt. Credit cards make debt easy. Credit cards make the dollar easy. They, you can get stuff so easy. This is what, uh, make it easy. The 80% uh, will be happy. They will not complain. It, that Coinbase does the same thing for cryptocurrency. So if you can be above all that, if you're not addicted to credit cards, if you don't, if you control your own private key, don't have to rely on Coinbase to store your Bitcoin, and you don't get tricked by Coinbase—not tricked. I mean, personal responsibility is new counterculture. You don't end up diversifying for the sake of diversification because you bought your first Bitcoin on Coinbase. Um, you're in great shape. You just got to stay. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I see life is pretty easy. You you, you avoid the eighty percent mistakes. You go the extra mile. You learn. Always be learning. Oh, learn what debt is, and uh, learn that you can't us. Uh, that's not a good idea to spend more than you actually have because you end up uh, paying debt the rest of your life. And hey, maybe that'll make you happy that you got you got stuff, but you, you end up being very dependent, and you be, end up being you end up unhappy. You complain, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? Why do I owe this credit card? It's your fault you owe the credit card so much money. But again, Coinbase uh, makes cryptocurrency easy. There is no doubt about it. That is the easiest option for Americans right now in terms of cryptocurrency in general. Um, so I say use it to buy your Bitcoin, but then that's it. That's that's the end. Get your Bitcoin off of there immediately. Don't don't be be content. Don't become fat and lazy and, and become a credit carder. Okay. Don't don't be that in terms of crypto. All right. And moving on. Okay, we talked about that. And so insider information. Oh, look at this. Look at this. This is just a reminder of all the insider information you, you dudes had all along here. CNBC, just today, they come up with come out with this article. This is legitimate here. CNBC, okay. I mean, they are just waking up to the halving, literally, just right now, which is interesting. It's hilarious. Uh, there's another reason behind Bitcoin's 200% rise this year. It's got nothing to do with Facebook. How the having is boosting the cryptocurrency's price. Okay, so they are they they just all of a sudden here we are. 
uh, what is it, uh, 11 months from the halving. And they're just like, wow, it's, it's not just because of Facebook the price is going up. Maybe people are starting to understand that uh, the new supply will be cut in half. They, they didn't seem to know this, but now they're talking about this. This is the beginning of the halving hype, perhaps. I didn't think it would happen this early. But the, the hilarious thing is that here on this channel, we've been talking about the 2020 halving since before the 2016 halving. You guys, literally, you think it's boring. You, a lot of you are like, oh, I don't want to hear about the halving, blah, blah, blah. But in fact, it's just been insider information the whole time, something that you should have benefited from this whole time. You should have known that this very day that we're here today when everyone's like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this much money, this much. Yeah, you should have known. You should have known because you knew about the having. You knew about the having hype. Yeah, I've been talking about it like nonstop, like every single darn day. <laughs> so you better have a lot of Bitcoin by this point. There's no excuse if you've been watching this show for a long time not to have a good, good amount of Bitcoin when you knew all this was going to happen. You knew it was just a matter of time. And again, and some of you were, oh, the, the price was already baked into the cake. Already baked. That the market already knew. The market already knew. CNBC didn't even know. They're just talking about it today. People now. Part of this madness could be some of this pump. that could be like, wait a second. I'm hearing about Bitcoin's prices going up, and what's this? I hear about in less less than a year. There's going to be less Bitcoin produced. Better get it in now. This could be causing some of the FOMO. We could really. I didn't think the having hype would start this early. I really didn't. I thought it would start in December or January. But the heck, I knew it would happen. I knew what happened. That's why I got all the Bitcoin I needed to get. Guess when I get it? Got bought all the Bitcoin I needed to get. Guess when I bought all the Bitcoin I needed to get before the 2016 halving. Pound that like button. And because of that, because of that, I got all this free B cash, all this free B, all this free everything else. My my interest that I got because I understood what the halving was. I understood the benefits of having something with limited supply. Some people do, oh, well, I, I want to get in the crypto has unlimited supply. Oh, why can't they change the supply? Why can't they change the supply? Why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? The whole, the whole Bitcoin concept is based around understanding what the halving is. That's all. And if you don't, you mess up. If you understand it and you understood it, uh, if you understood it from the very beginning, you're in great shape. You're in great, if you, if you were in motion, at least. I mean, maybe you're one of those like book, people who love to talk about theoretical things and just you were very proud that you understood the halving and you didn't act upon it. I mean, what, what's that? What's what's that got you? I mean, I guess you can get a great degree or something like that. You can you become a doctor, a doctor of Bitcoin, right? Doctor Bitcoin. You can get a you can make up your own school and, and crown yourself Doctor Bitcoin because you understood what the having was, but you didn't do anything, or you came up with a theory on why it was a messed up. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I mean, there are people like that to just like to brag about their, their knowledge, but they don't act upon their knowledge at all. I mean, again, again, the, the having knowledge isn't that complicated. But then some people, oh, that's nothing. I just want to learn every technical aspect of Bitcoin in the world so I can uh, signal that I'm so smart on Twitter. And and then I, you know, I just forget about the buying the Bitcoin park. <laughs> and then, you know, then it's it's all the marketing people's fault then. that, that Then they blame it on the marketing people. You know, those market people don't know anything. Oh, they're just in it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Fam T Fam TV says... Bitcoin 29 conference pumped the price. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. That's It's not as big as uh, the one they have in New York that sometimes they say pumped the price. You know, the, the, price, the, 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 the conference just started today. The conference just started today. We hit $10,000 the day on Friday. It didn't have now. That's that, that's not. I mean, I mean, it might play a little bit in it. There's probably some people there that are, you know, not that into Bitcoin. Got invited, you know, San Francisco is a very tech-oriented place. Silicon Valley, maybe some people 
showed up today, today, got enthusiastic and said, better get into this now, FOMO, FOMO. And yeah, go ahead, FOMO, it's great. And the FOMO is still not to the level it was when I was in Korea. Uh, you know, when, and again, the price of Bitcoin was higher than also for you fiat freaks. And that was in December of, of 2017. But at this pace, I guess the FOMO could hit that, uh, could hit that level real quick. Uh, there's another link, uh, another article called Bitcoin having 2020 thinking about buying Bitcoin. It's about to get more expensive. So there you go. Th these are just two articles that were in the mainstream media today. Just, just all of a sudden they're talking about the having again. So that's great. You should have been prepared for it. You should have got into it a, a while ago, hopefully. Uh, but it, it, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's, it's, not, it's, it's never too late. Well, it'll probably eventually be too. I mean, 2100, in the year 2100, yeah, it'll probably be too late at that point. But um, hopefully we'll have life extension technologies uh, and we'll be all, all around and uh, laughing it up then too. And again, the more Bitcoin that you have right now and that you don't spend, and I've mentioned this on other shows, uh, the more likely that you will be able to pay for life uh, extension technologies that might not be available for everyone and that everyone starts screaming about, like, I need it, I need it, and, you know, starts having riots in the streets about life extension and, and willing to kill for it. But then if you've got like a million dollars or whatever, you can just, you can go to the country where you can just, the highest, they sell it to the highest bidder, you'll be fine. You'll get the extended life and the other people who didn't get the Bitcoin, it sucks. I mean, that's that's it. That's why you got to save. You prepare for the, your long-term thinker. You never know what the future may bring. Uh, what is this here? Oh, oh, here we go. Huffington, Huffington Post article. Now, this, this gets into some controversial territory. This is a real use case for Bitcoin. Uh, and again, I'm going to talk about some individuals and uh, philosophies that totally hate me because of my religion or, or whatever. They're and you know what? They're people like that. They're 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 mean people in the world that aren't going to like you because of the color of your skin, or your or your religion. Uh, and you ignore them. You ignore them. That's the, but at the same time, you can't stop them from being in Bitcoin. Now, now there's one issue though in the centralized monetary system that we're all so used to. I was just talking about credit cards. Well, there was a campaign among Mastercard shareholders. Uh, uh, it didn't pass, but one day something like this will uh, pass. Renegade shareholders have a plan to force MasterCard to monitor NEO, and I'm not going to say N-A-Z-I-S, uh, because I'm not going to say that word because YouTube will demonetize me if I say that word of people who hate me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm not going to give the people who hate me uh, the ability to demonetize me because I'm saying their name. It's, it's just YouTube is way too strict about that. You should be able to say that name of people who hate me. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. We're grownups here. But the, and, but Mastercard wants to take it to another level. Uh, people within Mastercard, being able to pr process credit card payments is important to. Uh, they, they call them white nationalists um, who need. And again, they they classify Mastercard's going to these people within the Mastercard uh, ecosystem. They want to classify everybody. They want to classify Ben Shapiro as a as a white nationalist. And you're going to see why. They, they need online donations, subscriptions, and merchandise sales to fund their efforts to spread hate. Without the ability to process credit card payments, uh, white supremacists are often forced to solicit donations through Bitcoin or checks, both of which are too burdensome for their fans. Whoa, take a few steps back there. To compare Bitcoin and checks just shows how ignorant Huffington Post is, but of course we know they're ignorant. Uh, and um, no. 
it, Bitcoin isn't too cumbersome, actually. The the people who dislike me and, the, and some people who – other voices who have been banned uh, or who master, people within MasterCard want to ban, um, they could easily just list a Bitcoin address and it will work. That is the point of Bitcoin. They, there can't be – there are no shareholders in Bitcoin who can come up with some a plan like this to ban people. But what this story does show, it does show um, that within MasterCard – Within their board of directors, uh, or not board of directors, their shareholders, excuse me, within, within their shareholders, there's a group called Some of Us, which is actually Some of Us is a corporate accountability nonprofit that spearheads the activist shareholder campaign, has an all has already had some success in compelling payment processors to cut ties with extremists. And so, I mean, who's an extremist? Uh, PayPal has cut ties with lots of people that maybe you don't think is an extremist, but they think is an extremist. Again, Bit, and Sleeping Giants is an organization that's involved with this, with getting uh, regular advertisers to like boycott everyone that they don't agree with. Again, so this is really happening, this type of stuff. Sleeping Giants is really happening. Um, some of us is really happening, and they put their tentacles within MasterCard and tried to, and eventually they will be able to pull this off. Eventually, MasterCard will be very hesitant to deal with extremists and maybe you're going to be one of those extremists okay so i'm not one of those i i understand very much that a lot of people that i don't agree with are going to use bitcoin and i know that strengthens bitcoin i understand i don't i this is about mathematics this is about numbers this isn't about emotions okay those centralized entities can get emotional can get panic need to virtue signal need to fit in Bitcoin doesn't need to fit in. There are going to be some very ugly entities that you don't agree with that are going to use Bitcoin. But the, and the funny thing is, is that some of these guys who who don't like me uh, because of my religion, they're so, they're they're so ignorant. They they they're the ones you know try oh get, get Trump to to force them to accept us blah blah blah. Or, it, all they need to do is to get on Bitcoin. But they're the same ones that think well Bitcoin's a conspiracy. The Rothschilds control it. Oh, I, I would never want to be with a Rothschild or with a Meister. <laughs> or with a Hoffman, you know, you, you, you get the point. You, you get the point of that. They control the world. You know, if they would just get off their emotional biases against, you know, or, I mean, I, I'm telling, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't believe in what those people believe in, obviously, the people that are going to hate me for my religion and everything. But I mean, I'm going to be honest with them right now. Dudes, you're fools if you don't get into Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, it's the only way you're going to be able to fund yourselves is with Bitcoin in the future. I mean, and then you can you can preach your hate as much as you want against me. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But me saying this probably makes him like even more paranoid. Like, oh, if, if the Jewish guy is telling us this, oh, we better not get it. seriously, dudes. I mean, listen, with Mastercard. But but seriously, with the, the thing with Mastercard, it's not just going to be the, the completely pe radical people, the people that I think are totally insane for hating me. It's going to be a people that uh, they could be me one day. They'd be like, oh, we, we don't, Adam, you like Bitcoin. You, you, you can't deal with we, MasterCard is going to monitor you. You can only spend $2,000 a month or nothing a month, or we can revoke your card at any point. And I'll just laugh. I'll be like, okay, that's great. I have Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. All right. So that is a real thing. It is linked to below though, the Huffington Post article. And you just reading the Huffington Post article, you can see the direction that Huffington Post and all those type of people want to go in. They want to censor people. They want everyone to be classified as a radical, but it doesn't agree with them. Um, it, it's, it, they, they used, it was, it was supposed they're, uh, the people that, uh, were before them in the eighties were supposed to be for, uh, free speech. Yeah. They're for free, they're for free speech that, 
agrees with what they have to say. Once they take control, they want to censor the people that don't agree with them. All right. So get into Bitcoin. Real, that's a real life use case right there. Right there. No one can turn the Bitcoin off. Everybody can list the Bitcoin. And it is not too cumbersome as the, as the uh, article tries to portray it. It tries to compare it with checks. <laughs> checks. Again, che- I, a hate group is not if a hate group gets kicked off a MasterCard, they're not going to they're not going to have a checking account at that point either. Okay, <laughs> they're not going to be able to go to the bank and, and cash a check. It's it's you're going you're to need to be in Bitcoin by that point. All right. Yesterday, somebody asked me about um, how do they get rid of some of their crypto dividends? Is this a good time to get rid of their crypto dividends? I said, yeah, we well, you know, get rid of your crypto, your your B cash, and at least now, if you do it before the nineteenth, you'll be able to register the Bitcoin that you get for your B cash for uh, the MWC airdrop crypto dividend, and you'll be able to get MWC and that'll make up and, and maybe BCH will go higher again. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But the thing I forgot to say that was really important about that. Um, if you control your BCH private key, um, you you got to turn that off. You got to claim your BSV. You got to keep that private key. You got to have it written down somewhere at least. Even if you sell your Bcash, make sure you keep your Bcash private key in a place where you can turn it into BSV or just do it immediately and claim your BSV before you uh, sell your Bcash or you know claim your BSV, then sell both of them at the same time. I did not mention that yesterday and I really should have mentioned that yesterday. And I actually have uh, made a video that's gonna go into depth about this eventually that I'm gonna post pretty soon if people wanna know about um, claiming their BSV if they happen to have a Bcash or if they happen to have B- Bitcoin that they never claim their Bcash uh, from. And uh, I've got an interesting uh, little tip that involves uh, you can easily, once you claim your BSV, you can uh, change it into Bitcoin very, very fast on the spot, uh, quite privately, in fact. And someone just said, uh, Barry in New Zealand said, uh, uh, all right, no, he just was advising someone on how to ask a question. Someone uh, Someone didn't ask a question correct. I, I only see Bitcoin Meister. I can't read the whole thing, guys. So if you've got a question, type in Bitcoin Meister, like Barry just reminded everyone to do. Thank you, Barry. Uh, this the, Here's a headline from uh, Doug Casey's newsletter, free newsletter, because of course I wouldn't pay for a newsletter from Doug Casey. He says, that, that, I mean, this, this was so predictable, this line. I, I mean, I, and don't fall for this, people. Why legal cannabis will be bigger than cryptos? And that was written by Doug Casey's cryptocurrency expert, so-called expert. Who is a complete, you know, diversification for a diversification guy? Who, I mean, I wouldn't believe a word the dude said. Um, but he, and again, he says, "Why legal cannabis will be bigger than cryptos?" No, legal cannabis will not be bigger than Bitcoin. I can I can assure you of that. And that's just again, there's some people that go back and forth between. They think they're very similar entities. They're not. Pound that like button. All right. Ooh, I was going to talk about tether. Uh, hang on. Uh, let's. Uh, a CZ at Binance said, every crypto project that's still alive should do an Ask Me Anything this month if you haven't already. Yes, June, time to get going. And that made me think, all those altcoins out there, we, you know, there's so many of them. How many could, at the spur of the moment, get an, an Ask Me Anything going if they actually have enough people that are really into their coin that aren't just like flipping it on Chinese exchanges? How many could really get a legitimate Ask me anything going like within the next three days uh and i guess that that uh 
that's the uh, the line between what the tenth tier and ninth tier altcoins or something. I mean, again, there are some altcoins out there that just they don't have any followers anymore. They don't have a community whatsoever. And again, some people think, well, I, I heard from the grapevine it, it's about the pump and someone's going to pump it. It's, got this stuff, it's, it's just pure gambling at this point. So yeah, that that kind of differentiates between like the a hundred percent gambling and like the ninety percent gambling uh, type of stuff. So interesting, interesting post there, uh, CZ Binance. And he, he obviously cares a lot about altcoins because, well, he's uh, in charge of Binance. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to conclude it with some uh, Tether talk real quick. Because I, I didn't think I did a good job talking about Tether yesterday. And then last night and today, I was thinking a lot about Tether. And I was, you know, more so than I ever have thought about it before. Because there are people claiming, well, Bitcoin's only pumping because uh, Tether is pumping it up. And again, we, we've heard it before. We've seen it before. Uh, Tether supplies pumped up also when Bitcoin was going down. And I think Tether is the dollarization of a private country. Okay. Panama has its own currency, but it says, it says that it's, it's currency is worth $1 and everyone goes for it in Panama because they have faith in Panama. They believe that story in Namibia. They have a currency. And they call it the RAND, but it isn't the South African RAND. But they say this currency is equal to a RAND. And it is because people believe the story. So with Tether, Tether supposedly has got a bank account with billions of dollars in it. But there's some people that scream it doesn't. Now, if it does, then indeed, every top Tether is a dollar if it does. But at this point, does it really matter if it does or it doesn't? Because Tether says it that one tether is equal a dollar and people believe the story. I mean, no matter what, they believe the story. They 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 believe it because it does it helps them. It, there is utility to tether. There is you there there there's a reason I mean it's for people who want to sell bitcoin for dollars, who think that bitcoin is going lower so that they can buy back more bitcoin. That's what it that's what it is. It's for traders. It's for traders who think Bitcoin is going to go lower, but they want to go in something that they know is going to be a dollar. People value this cryptocurrency that says it's a dollar that you can buy anonymously and that you could go in and out to any cryptocurrency, including Bitcoin. It facilitates trading. That is its value. That is the story. People are behind it. And now all these other that people try to make these other stable coins, but they all involve KYC. And it's and then there, there are countries that don't like, I mean, I, the, the original United States dollar uh, people, the United States, they're not big fans of Tether either, obviously. They tried to do investigations into it. Um, I say compete and don't complain in the worldwide marketplace of financial ideas. Tether is a financial idea. And they're not trying... It's not like a Ponzi where they're saying, you know, you got to buy more of it and it'll keep on going up in price. It'll keep in order to sustain Tether. It, 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 the price doesn't have to keep on rising. The, the, what Tether provides is just $1 forever. So people can trade easily. So people can foolishly sell their Bitcoin for what, for what they consider a dollar. So again, is the Panamanian currency really worth a dollar? Well, it is. It is. Is Tether really worth a dollar? It is. That's the story. That's the story that's believed. It's a legitimate story. There is, I mean, it, it and it's just, again, it's not just a, a claim out of the blue. It's a very useful t 
token. It's a very useful economic tool. So it, it does generate its own value. Uh, so we are in the free market of economic stories. Uh, people have chosen to believe this story. It had more utility. It has more utility than like a, a, a Mozambique's uh, currency, okay? What can you do with Mozambique's currency? Seriously, you could spend it in Mozambique. That's it. That is it. That's not, that's not a very useful thing. But Tether, you can, you can spend that anywhere on an exchange that accepts, and you could turn it into any other cryptocurrency anywhere. I mean, that's, that's, it's easy. It's an easy to use technological for technologically savvy people. It is, it has a lot of value and, um, it is, uh, it's the country currency of no country. It is, it is the currency of a, of a virtual, of a virtual country. And that's the, I mean, we still, we have to start wrapping our head around this. And again, um, uh, so it's, it is fiat of a virtual country. I wouldn't want to be involved in any type of fiat of a virtual country or of a real country. But as we have seen, um, you know, in the United States, the dollar keeps on it's, it's fiat of a country. It works just fine. People love it so much. They can build their own country currencies. Around. Panama has built their, their, their currency around the United States dollar. Do they have United States dollars in reserves? Who knows if they really do. There's a lot of countries that have tried to dollarize before. Some have been more successful than others. Some are more reputable than others. Okay. They haven't failed millions of times. Tether has has a reputation, has a, I mean, again, some people like to fuddle on it and everything. Again, I'm not in this game. I am just watching it. I am just kind of marveled by it right now. It, it, it's, to me, it just shows we're living in a very interesting time um, where you, you can, where you can like leech off of the dollar in cryptocurrency terms. If you were provide, now again, if Tether all of a sudden did KYC, that'd be it. That would be the end. It, it would it would explode. Would that affect Bitcoin? No, it, it wouldn't affect Bitcoin. It wouldn't. It, it would not affect Bitcoin. It, it would affect Tether. I wouldn't want to be if Tether. If someone were to fud Tether out totally, if something were to be found out that people would lose faith in that story, and it's going to take a lot to lose faith in that story. It really would take a lot at this point because the United States has definitely gone. I mean, that New York Attorney General woman has totally gone after it, and it, it hasn't done a thing. But again, what? If you were silly enough to be holding a tether because you think you can buy, buy more Bitcoin with it, at that point, you would just buy Bitcoin with it. You would buy the best possible thing you could buy with tether if you thought something was about to go wrong with it. So would that be bad for Bitcoin? No, that wouldn't be bad for Bitcoin at all. So there's my there's my little take on tether. It might be something different than a, a lot of people have, have talked about before. Again, you know, you traders are going to do what you're going to do. If, if, if you, you need a stable coin, but do what you're going to do. Um, but this is it is it is an interesting development in in the cryptocurrency space, and I make comments about altcoins like Tether sometimes. So there's there's my commentary of the day. Bitcoin is my stable coin, people. I don't I don't bet on Bitcoin going lower. I just hold it. I don't need to get into something that represents something supposedly stable, so I can buy back more Bitcoin later. All right, that is it. I am Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the link section below. Pound that like button, bang that bell button, and I will see you guys in the chat right now. Bye-bye.